Here we are on the FLFnetwork.com slash live rally, and we are here with Sheriff Daryl Wheeler. Um, he is sheriff in Bonners County, Idaho, where a lot of people might know where Coeur d'Alene is, which I believe that's that's We're correct, north, right? north of Coeur d'Alene. Oh, you're north? Sandpoint. Oh, oh Sandpoint and like Bonners Ferry? Uh, actually, that's uh, south of Bonners Ferry. South of Bonners Ferry. Okay, I, so I'm, I'm making your county bigger than well, it actually yes. is. <laughs> okay, so, so he is a sheriff in uh, Bonner, Bonners County, Idaho, and he's... Uh, it was an interesting talk from the standpoint, I think most of us... You know, we kind of know you vote for the local sheriff guy, uh, but but I'm not sure we know the tiers of law enforcement. You know, right. we usually have the run-in with the local lo- local police, but then there's a sheriff. Would you mind just kind of explaining maybe some of the differences as far as what law enforcement sure. levels are? I'd if that makes glad sense. Glad to. So, yeah. So there's different levels of law enforcement in each state. So the each city has city police departments that are set up, and statutorily the the city council set that up and it's a municipal law enforcement agency and they do traffic and they issue tickets and they actually work for the city council so they're not they're accountable to the council not the the state police are accountable and they run the state and they do traffic investigation and accident investigation they write tickets and they do those kind of things what's unique about the sheriff is that that's the only law enforcement office in the state that is elected by the people and is accountable to the people anyone the chief of police could be fired at the whim of the of the city council um, the the head of the state police could be fired anytime because they work for the governor um, and so the sheriff is that position is very very unique and they're the chief law enforcement officer of that county and they are not accountable to anybody but the people the the governor cannot tell them what to do the president cannot tell them to do Uh, a court cannot direct them how to do their job they're autonomous and it's a very unique situation and they have a lot of power and authority. Are you the most powerful man in America? Well, I'm not. No, no. <laughs> or in your county, yeah, Jesus Christ is the most <laughs> okay. powerful, but no. Uh, I would. I'm the chief law enforcement. So yes, as far as no, nobody. I don't answer to anybody. Okay. Except if you're my, if you complain to me, you're one of my constituents, <laughs> and I, I'd listen to you. Okay. Very good. And uh, so, so in broad conservative realms right now, we're, we're kind of at a crossroads with respect to the police. Uh, in one in one sense, uh, you know, generally speaking, Christians are affirmative of police, but then we also have this rub sure. with the police right now. What, what's a good way for Christians to kind of navigate these strange waters of a proper submission? So, like, if I get pulled over, my hands are 10 and 2, sure. don't light on, yes sir, sure. yes sir, yes sir, pure submission. Like, right. and Because and, and, when you show up at my door in some way, as a Christian, I'm operating from the assumption you're a minister of wrath. And so when I'm not sitting there going, oh, this is, you're not the person I want to try to flex my muscles sure. with. And, and sure. I, I assume, you know, basic American principles going forward that I'll have my day in court if things go, things go sideways. Sure. But yet, Gabe got arrested, and we're at a strange place of, you know, possibly police overstepping their authority in certain realms and and even navigating those waters. So what's a good way, I guess the question is, what's a good way for Christians to navigate the waters of a proper submission to you showing up and yet pushing back? Since you're a Christian in the position of authority trying to balance that, how do we push back and yet not push back in a proper submission? 
probably the best thing, part, the best advice I can give to anybody and when they have contact with the police in, in any state or whatever branch, if it's the state police or city or county, it's just follow the orders of the officer and, and things will most likely just be fine. It's those people that, that push back mm-hmm. um, and uh, challenge authority. Um, sometimes when you have somebody that's uh, less... Uh, Experienced, uh, you have um, you kind of challenge their authority, and and that's that turns can also oftentimes turn into a bad thing. But you know, primarily, the duty of the police officers are to follow the Constitution, follow state law, and not overexert the power that they have. And often, when you have problems with some of these police police officers that are going beyond the the, the rule of law is um, they sometimes think that they need a tripod to hold their badge up and they have that authority that they don't. They're really a, a servant and they should have that attitude of a servant. Yeah. So, um, you know, when, when it comes to Gabe and what they did, so it's really interesting. We just, uh, we just went through, uh, I personally went through a lawsuit suing the city of Sandpoint because they uh, are had a con- contractual agreement with the festival at Sandpoint, and the festival refused to allow citizens with firearms into a, a city park. Okay. And in Idaho, our laws, 1832-02J, states that any county, city, county property that it has property, you cannot prohibit um someone from being in possession of a firearm. It's guaranteed in the state. Unfortunately, when the legislature passed that, there was no penalty for it. So there was no way that we can prosecute or anyone who prohibits that action. So I sued the city of Sandpoint. Was it that an action of the sheriff? So like, yeah. it's like sh- Sheriff of Bonner's County versus the yes. city of Sandpoint. So yes. Okay, yes. okay. Yes. All, right. Yes. all right, cool. And so um, there were. it was a two-pronged question. Does the city of Sandpoint have an agreement, a lease agreement, with the festival of Sandpoint, and does that property that the city leased out now become private property? And then the second one was um, it affected my ministerial duties of running the jail. I knew it was contrary to law and it was unlawful, and if anybody was arrested for for being prohibited from carrying a firearm and they were arrested for that, they would come to my jail. And when the federal lawsuit comes, they would be naming Sandpoint Police Department and also Bonner County Sheriff because I let them in the jail. But what was nice about the ruling of the judge, uh, he ruled that, first of all, that I had no standing in the case, which I think was frivolous, but he did say that I have discretion in who I let in the jail, which let me off the hook. Yeah. So, in the case if someone is arrested unlawfully, I do not have to let them be booked into my jail. And, and see, in the is case that a split with second in, decision, though, like like they show up, I'm cuffed. Yeah, I'm shut the door, and you're sitting. Yeah, the judge said, "Yes, sheriff, you have that authority, and you have that discretion." So, in the case of Gabe, if he was arrested by the city and he showed up at my jail. I'd tell the officer, you better give him a citation because he's not coming in my jail. Okay. Because this is an unlawful arrest 
because the judge has given me that discretion. Mm-hmm. And so that's how, how I would have handled yeah. it and in my you, county. But how do you make that split second? You know what I mean? Like there are well, I mean, you don't. I mean, I've got, I've got to be aware of things. Uh-huh. I mean, things that happen at 2 in the morning, obvious I don't. But when you, with something that gets so political, uh, like psalm singing and arresting somebody because they didn't have a mask, um, obviously something that politically action well, I'd be I'd be notified of it, and I'd be instructing my uh, deputies at the jail. If someone from the city comes in and arrests somebody as a result of that, send them away and tell them give them a citation because they're not coming in. Then, like in the relationship between you and the other sheriffs, even as we're walking over here, people are pepping with questions about other sheriffs right. around the country, and like, yeah, you know, I, I doubt you have dibs on every sheriff in the country. <laughs> no, um, I but, don't. But, so, but but so, so like, and listen to you talk, and like understanding the constitution trying to understand that you're a servant and people have rights like in general that that's not the average i don't know i, I can't say it's not the average disposition of police i, I don't want to make that claim right but in general in our culture at this point i feel like the basic disposition of politicians you they use the rhetoric of oh we're here to serve but you're just like wink wink you know what i mean right. but that, that's not really there. <clears throat> and, and so in your position of a sheriff of a county with your deputies and then interacting with other law enforcement, you think the basic disposition is generally one of service or is it like a career? Is it a job? Because like the idea that I'm there to serve really is a like a, a turning on head oftentimes, I think, of what's often being pursued, a bunch of other gains. And so have you found like as you interact with other law enforcement and other sheriffs, is, is that a common disposition? Because I feel like it's it's way well, you know, way it really radar. so it really depends on the culture of the agency. I, that's really who's ever at the top sets the standards. Yeah. So if you have a sheriff that doesn't care about the Constitution and he's just trying to hire people to do the job and just get things done, you're probably not going to have the quality of law enforcement that you have in Bonner County because I've said, listen, we're going to follow the Constitution. We're going to honor people. This is a service. And people, at least who work for me, understand that and realize it. They treat people with respect um, and they understand the needs of the community. And so... That's probably the biggest difference. So I can't go back and go around the country and say, well, this is a good police department and that's a good sheriff. I mean, they need to be uh, actually discerned by those people who live in the city mm-hmm. or the county and make 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 it known to them if you're happy with them or if you're unhappy with mm-hmm. them and, and ask for change. Yeah, and as you bump another law enforcement, like, like I'm, I am in Moscow, so yeah, and even even the day when Gabe was arrested, you hear the police like, hey, we don't want to do this. You know right. what I mean? Like, and, and, right. so you've, and, and I felt like their hands, and I, I, as I was listening to them, there's like this weird conflict where you feel like a little bit their hands are tied. They're like, what, like there is that like, oh, we're doing what we're told. What are we supposed right. to be doing here? And, and you just see all the conflict from bad laws to like, how do we enforce this? How do we say no to our job? And so I guess even as a Christian and as a, a, a police officer, sheriff, police officer, yeah. law enforcement, how do you how do you go about navigating those waters? Well, you know, each each police officer has to make a decision what they're going to do personally. And I've seen some officers work for agencies who have that type of outlook, and they just leave and go to work for another agency. So it's, you've got to personally. As a police officer, make that decision. What am I going to do? Am I going to step over that line? I mean, obviously, these mass mandates and the things that are happening for an officer to arrest somebody for not wearing a mask. I mean, that's ludicrous. <laughs> where, you know, where have we gone in our country that we're doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got a and, and so like yeah, I got arrested once. I, I do open air preaching on college campuses, preaching in Youngstown, Ohio. I got arrested, and it was one of those things. It was, it was the first time in my life where. Um, so growing up, 
I'd have run-ins, very minimal runs with the police. I was a skateboarder. You have these little run-ins and all that sort of stuff. And, and it was always, and my parents were always like, oh, no, the police are always right. You know what I mean? And that was my natural disposition all growing up. So I get arrested in Youngstown, Ohio for preaching, and I get a, literally get like a shoulder in my back from, from the cop. Uh, and then as he writes a police report, he said he identified himself to me three times, and I wouldn't cooperate. And uh, and then like as I as I was reading the police report, I, I was like, none of this is true. And it, and it was like it was like the first time. I, it was almost like it was almost like one of those days like you were let down in America because you're like sure, you're like sure. my whole life I was told they always do right. And, and so uh, so how do you police your own department and uh, those things, ensuring that you have these individuals who are like yeah like from. I mean, he totally cooked the books on what happened that day with me. So, so we, we have we have body cameras. So anyone, anytime someone's arrested, have contact on investigation. We have body cameras. We have cameras in in the cars. Um, so and I investigate. You know, my command staff investigates every complaint, and we see if it's really happened. So often, I, I mean, I believe what you did, and you probably just got a bad cop that probably was an unbeliever, was a pagan, and he just, you know, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell this Christian what I think, yeah. Yeah. And he he really, because I'm sitting there, I'm handcuffed in a cell, and he's yelling at me, you want to talk about righteousness? And so he's yelling about that, so so it was very personal on a level, and I realized that, so I was like, okay, it's... So, you know, me, as sheriff, I get complaints of our officers, and most people don't know that we record them, Mm -hmm. and I've had people come into my office and say, listen, this is what... This officer did this, and he told me this, and he told me this, and I want his job. And so, before they come to my office, I have my staff make a copy of the video, and I put it down <laughs> on the table, and I says, "Ma'am, you know, I've got a copy of the interaction. Would you like to watch that together with me, and we can go over it?" Oh no, I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> I mean, that's this uh-huh. literally happened. Uh huh. So, and, and so, uh, in your position, do you generally in favor of body cams, anti-body cams? Oh, I'm I'm totally in favor. Okay. Oh Cause, yes. Because as a citizen, it I'm, protects it b- protects you as a citizen, mm-hmm. and it also protects the officer. Okay. And if I trust my officers for them doing the right thing all the time, it's a win-win for me. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it's one of those things. I, you know, I, I, I can be a weirdo on surveillance, and so it's like one of those things. Like, ah, you know, just the idea that, that it's always being filmed. I, I go back and forth. Like, obviously, there are times like, oh, I'm so glad they had a camera. Other times, like, oh, are they just surveilling? You know what I mean? Sure. Taking in more surveillance. So I don't know if I'm just a paranoid nut or what. So, so I was always curious, like, what police actually thought of it, because it's yeah. one of those things. Like, it's often pushed politically, but you're not sure if it's a good idea, a bad idea. And so I was kind of. Uh, I think it's a great idea. Okay, good. And, and, and so I guess. Uh, to our audience, uh, FLF people, as you're thinking through being a police officer, a sheriff, uh, what can we do as Christians with our local police enforcement as well? So, and, and that's even one of the things: is every county have a sheriff? Is that what it is? Every, yes, every okay. county has a sheriff. So, so how how do we get kind of politically involved with law enforcement, be it the the local police, city police? So, like in Moscow, our sheriff, our our police. What can we do to? really serve them in many ways because like we I do want to I do want to be at their door and let them know we're for you guys right like right now there's obviously tension in Moscow us and the police right uh, but and I ideally I don't want to be there I want I want them to know no we're, we're back we're for you we do believe you have a ministry here we want you to be faithful that ministry so what can we as Christians do what can other Christians do around the country to interact with their law enforcement to say we want to support you and yet at the same time we want to hold you accountable what, what's a good way to go about that that's not arrogant haughty proud sure or I, the most important thing that you can do with the citizens they could pray 
for the law enforcement executive, either the chief or the sheriff. And that's just in the Bible. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just a, pray, 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 pray sure, for those in authority. That's, sure. Yeah, the, I mean, but yeah, really pray for their success and pray that, you know, the God and the Holy Spirit touches their heart to lead them to be righteous men mm-hmm. or women and do the right thing all the time. That's really important. Uh, but, you know, you, you need, you can get involved in, in, you can actually get an appointment with the sheriff or the chief of police and you can ask him or her yourself and say, what can we do? Um, you know, we have, uh, in, in, we have a National Day of Prayer coming up next week and uh, they have a group or organization, they take a name from every single police officer in our county and they issue that name and they give it to uh, an individual or a family and they pray for them. They make a commitment. We're going to pray for that officer every single day. Great. You know, so, you know, that thing, encouraging. What you can do is just tell them that how much you appreciate them. You can do rallies. Uh, we have had rallies, pro-police rallies, where they've, uh, we've had, in Sandpoint, a couple hundred people come out and we love this and support the police and come out. You know, we're, we're kind of unique here in North Idaho because we don't have those political uh, pressures in the other states and we, uh, the people here, uh, here, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in Rapid City, South Carolina, but anyway, or uh, South Dakota, but anyway, but anyway, but in my hometown, uh, they really appreciate the police and the sacrifices they, they make and so... Just those are just some of the things. Get involved, and um, and if it's the sheriff, and if he's a Republican, get involved uh, in the Republican Party and get become a precinct committeeman and get involved. I go to every uh, meeting, every Central Republican committee, give an update. I I brush my my arms with people and talk to them and answer questions, and I'm just there for to, to, as a servant. And you made a comment. I kind of missed it. I was, I, I was getting up and doing some things coming in and out of your talk, but you made a comment. I, I think you made reference to running for city commissioner, it, it, or, or maybe just Gabe was. Uh, and may I, I, maybe I may have misunderstood you, but did you encourage people to run for? No, I, I did. Said, I did. Like, don't run for sheriff. That's no, my job. yeah, yeah, I don't want. Yeah, that was kind of a joke. I don't want you to run for sheriff, but no, no, it's really important because um, we've got to do this. The, a local government is more important. You know what's happening uh, in the state and even in the nation. Uh, we have very 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 few controls over what happened but when you're talking about the city and the county you have control over who you elect if you want to elect godly men or women to those positions and your vote in that county can make a difference and if you talk to enough people you can get the right people to represent and I think I was trying to make it a point that the sheriff's job is very difficult, but if they don't have the support of the county commissioners and the budgetary support to do their mission and have those funds, it becomes really difficult for them. Um, and the same way with the city council. If you vote in godly men and women into the city council, they direct the, what, the priorities for that, for that police department. All right, two other quick questions, or relatively quick questions. So you are a Christian, and how, how long have you been a Christian? And when, if you don't mind me asking, what church are you involved with? Like, not necessarily specific, but even like background, because you sounded to me, you know, 
you seem sympathetic to our circles. To some, you know, I heard you put in David Chilton and some right. of these, uh, some of these right. other men. And so, so you obviously have like oh, a certain. Oh, I'm, I'm Presbyterian. Okay, yeah. okay, uh, yeah. okay. I, I was kind of curious about. Uh, you're like, yeah. it's not your normal. I'm circle. reformed. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's, not, that's not your average quote to be rattling off no. David Chilton. No. And so, but it is Northern Idaho, so it's, yeah. it's, it's its own ball game up there. So sure. And, and then where where are you originally from? I think you mentioned California. Uh, I'm originally from the San Francisco Bay Area. I grew up in in the Sacramento area, and then okay. I moved back to the Bay Area to be a police officer. Okay. Yeah. And then you finally had enough of the Bay Area. I finally had enough, and in 98, I moved from California and took my family here. So we've been here this summer 23 years. And there, and uh, Bonner's Ferry was willing to uh, elect a man from the Bay Area? Uh, Bonner County. <laughs> oh, Bonner yeah, County. Yeah, 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 they Bonner. were. Yeah, actually. Uh, yeah, I, I guess God pre- was preparing me for this uh, for this job. Yeah, I ran the first time in 2008. We had five candidates running. Um one current sheriff and one ex-sheriff and myself and a couple other guys and I got 42% of the vote right. out of five people so that you know that, that, that's, that's a pretty good win that's a pretty good win yeah because I, I lived in LA and I spent a handful of time in the Bay Area and yeah. northern Idaho from the Bay Area even Sacramento they're, sure. they're, those are just radically different cultures radically right. different towns and even I'd imagine disposition of, of the people towards the police especially like, I, I feel like anytime I was in Oakland there's a radically anti-police you know I mean? almost like they, they prefer the, the run by the Black Panther Right. Party than they are by, right. by well, local that's police. A, that's a, incidentally, that's where I went to the police academy. Oh, was it, it was really? Oakland, so, okay. yeah. so I know those those streets and I know that area very well. Yeah, so, so just a radical <laughs> different culture. Well, we appreciate your time. We appreciate yeah. the talk. And yeah, seriously, get involved in your county government. Get involved with running for commissioner. I, I have no idea how you ratchet up to become a sheriff. I don't know what... What, what would be the... Do you have to be like a... a well, it, it helps to have law enforcement. I've been in a... a in law enforcement for 35 years, okay. so I started in the late 80s and uh, worked for several agencies, and you know, have a lot of experience. Okay, so, so you roughly had it, 20 years before you ran. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, get involved. We need godly people, and as uh, uh, Doctor Wheeler, Doctor Wheeler, not Doctor <laughs> Daryl Wheeler, um, as he was saying, uh, we have a lot of say on a county level. Where it's hard to win on a national level. Right. It's hard to have a lot of say on a national level, uh, but we can have a lot of say on the local, city, and county level. And then from there, you can push back. I mean, if you get a chance, let's just talk because he's running through doctrine of lesser magistrates. There's like a just kind of a civil government uh, uh, lesson going on in your talk. So there's a lot there to digest and, and even just whet your appetite. Like, okay, what is the doctrine of lesser magistrate, and how do we as Christians think it through and begin to apply it? So I'm glad I'm glad there's godly men in uh, office running sheriff and the police department because yeah, as Christians, I, I, I waver back and forth right now. How do we push back? How do I right. submit? And I want to be on their side. I want to oppose them. And, you know, as Christians, we want to be humble in it and not arrogant and jerks and everything else. So, okay. yeah, appreciate your time. Thank you for coming to the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network and oh. everything else. So, Thanks, God bless Keith. you. All right. yeah.